Have kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast, and I couldn't be more excited and honored about today's guest. We have... YGT Mama's internal structural and developmental editor, creative partner, and overall word unicorn, Jenga lady, you call her what you will. She has a million names. We'll get to that later. But today we have Tanya with us. Hey, girl. Woo. Hi. I can't believe that's my first time on here. <laughs> it, it blows my mind. When you said that, I was like, no, you're lying. But it's because we talk like every day. I'm going to quickly go through your bio so everyone knows your awesomeness, and then we're just going to dive right in. So Tanya is a woman of many capes, wife and mama, self-expression mentor and storyteller, energetic light worker, and overall creative strategist. She's also a five-time bestselling author, host of the Holistic Warrior Life podcast, and a brand photographer. And as I mentioned, she is also our shining star, our developmental editor, writing coach, you know, word extravaganza. <laughs> I don't even know. You have like a billion names. Like they keep adding on to you, but I'm just so happy that you're here today because we're talking all things writing, creative strategy, the importance of mentorship when it comes to the writing process and so much more. So welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm super pumped to be here and just share more about all of this with everyone. So good. So good. Yeah, I honestly couldn't believe it when you said you haven't been on the show before. It just like blew my mind. But it couldn't be better timing because I just launched the most incredible program, which of course you are part of. But I wanted to talk a little bit about it today. I just hosted a very powerful masterclass called Brain to Book, all about the writing process, the blocks that so many emerging authors get when going through this process. I'm sure you've been there as well. And I just wanted to sort of, you know, talk about those, demystify some of the blocks and the myths that come along with writing a book, uh, talk about what's important, not, and just sort of jam out about all things, you know, publishing, writing, storytelling, self-expression, you know, your zone of genius, or as you call it, Zog. <laughs> Let's talk about your Zog today. <laughs> so tell me a little bit first about sort of how you do what you do. And I know we've talked about this so many times, how, that, how it's really hard to articulate and put into words. But I want our listeners to understand what the role of a developmental editor is. Absolutely. So by definition, a developmental editor is someone who helps you develop your story, bring your ideas to life, or if you have a manuscript that's already written, right, um, a developmental editor would take that and then read it for a couple of things. So marketability, is it relatable to your ideal audience, target reader? And then also, is it true to you? Is it true to who you are as a person? Is it true to your own voice, ethos, all of that? It's kind of like baking a cake, right? Like if you have all the ingredients there, we I either help you put it together, 
if you don't know how, and if you've already put it together and it's baked and you want to just know how to decorate it and make it taste amazing, then I just help you perfectly on a rotational spin, get the icing on, get the toppings. If you want illustrations on your cake, I help you do that. Whatever makes a tourist to you. That's the best visual that I can give. And I'm a foodie at heart. So clearly, you know where my heart's going right now with food. (laughs) Oh, no, I've been having a hankering for cake. So (laughs) there's that. But, you know, a developmental editor helps you truly develop your own writing voice. They help you channel your deepest moments. They help you get vulnerable with the reader because at the end of the day, when someone picks up your book, whether it's at Barnes and Noble or even if they're getting it through Amazon, doesn't matter how, when they're reading it, that book is a piece of you that the reader can always carry with them, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I have a, I have a lot of books at home and When I want a piece of Danielle Laporte, I go and pick up one of her books and I feel like she's actually talking to me. If I want a piece of any of the YGT Mama series books, I pick them up and I read them and I feel like each of the mums in there, they're sharing with me their life experience on motherhood or whatever they wrote about. And that's the feeling that you want to leave your reader with. And it's important to have a developmental editor. I always tell people, everyone can technical edit, everyone can proofread really and truly, but to be able to developmentally edit and structurally place people's writing and place it in a way that makes sense. You might not see it right now, but when you read it in hindsight, it actually reads beautifully. That's a skill and that's an intuitive skill that everyone has it but you got to hone it so well and I think that that's the word that I want to focus on is intuitive right because I do think it's you know a piece of the cake that's missing is this developmental piece right there's so many you know publishers and job postings on Upwork and Fiverr and you know everyone and their sister can edit a book but when it comes down to it the magic of what you do and you know I've struggled to put it in words previously too but the magic of what you do is that you help the reader share their self-expression and their story in a way that's true to their voice and I think that that's really powerful there's not you know a lot of our solo authors who you've worked with you know they've said the process has been so unstressful (laughs) almost to a fault and, you know, it's because they're, everyone has this expectation of when they come into the publishing process, they're going to be red penned and deleted and, you know, x-rated and things removed. And it takes away from that story, right? The rawness, the realness of the story. And, and something that you do that's really powerful is you keep that authentic voice and you help people share their message in a way that's powerful to the reader and a way that is true and genuine to the, the author as well. So I think that's really something to note. Uh, if you're writing a book currently, or if you're thinking of publishing a book, hire a developmental editor <laughs> and a good one, because it's really, it's quite like, it's possibly the magic, the magic dust that every book needs, right? I love that you said that because, you know, when, if someone asks me, what do you do? And the same goes when I'm copywriting essentially like even if you're developmental editing there is a bit quite a bit of ghostwriting that does take place in there there is quite a bit of different rephrasing reformatting restructuring that takes place in there but my priority and I think this has always been of utmost importance is to not edit the voice of the person who actually wrote it 
not edit your soul out because then it's like you've sold your soul (laughs) and we don't want that. (laughs) We want you, your essence, your vibe, your energy in your words, because I'm just here, a vessel that's helping you shape it. That is it. It's your work. My happiest feeling is when an author comes back to you and I and says, oh my God, that sounds so much better, but it still sounds so much like me. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's the whole point. It's not supposed oh, yeah. to not sound like you. Our goal is to keep you in the book. I know that I've I've read, reread some of my stuff and gone, did I write that? And I didn't. It was you <laughs> or at least you shaping it. But it, it really is a gift and it's something really cool. But that's a perfect segue into something else I wanted to talk about. I want because I spoke about this in my master class and I feel like there's a lot of questions around it. You know, what are the types of publishing? What are the pros and cons? What makes them so different? Because what I'm finding now is that everyone is feeling that nudge to write a book. And, you know, it's one of those things is the chicken before the egg. Is it that I'm noticing more people writing a book now that I'm a publisher and I'm in this space and, you know, working with editors or is it truly that more people are writing books? Maybe it's because of, you know, the time home or they have more to talk about or more, more to tell of their story. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm definitely finding more people coming to me with proposals for their book and asking a lot of questions. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit today and you interject and let me know, you know, your side of things as an editor. But, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the three types of publishing. So we all know there's traditional, right? So like the big five, your Penguin Random House, your Harper Collins. I don't even remember what all five of them are. But <laughs> Simon and Schuster yeah. and I don't yeah, know. Those there's ones. so many. Exactly. But there's like the big five and then, you know, there's so many other companies now. But essentially, Traditional publishing is great. It is a challenge to break into that market. They see, you know, hundreds and hundreds of manuscripts, you know, daily. So for yours to be chosen, it's not that it's impossible. It's just, it's a lot more competitive. And while they pay typically an advance, you are expected to pay that advance back out of your royalties once the book goes to market. Now, the pros are definitely that traditional publishers have larger budgets when it comes to marketing. So expectations could be like shelf space in stores, book signing deals, like going across the country on a tour, like when that's allowed again anyway. Yeah. And I think that's all things to look forward to. However, the downside to traditional publishing is that you lose the rights to your work. So if Netflix wants to make a, you know, original movie out of Tanya's life, guess what? (laughs) You don't have a say in it anymore. So that's definitely the downside of traditional publishing. Self-publishing, I mean, the benefit to self-publishing is that you own the rights to everything and that you have full control creatively and otherwise. But that is also the downside, right? It's like you are responsible for 100% of everything. You're responsible for finding an editor, for the rabbit hole that is Google, trying to figure out how to do everything on your own, what's metadata. Uh, what's an onyx file how do you create this how do you get an isbn number how do you like how 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 right it's overwhelming it's crazy so i found that like this merged things together and it started this resurgence of hybrid publishing yeah right so the 
the thing with hybrid publishing, it gets a bad reputation. There's been all these vanity presses that have come out. That's like, literally they stick a stamp on your work. There's no editorial evaluation process. There's, there's no developmental editing process. It's like, yeah, okay, we'll just publish that. You pay us for your, your brand uh, or for our brand. And then that's it. So what we wanted to create at YGT Mama and what you and I have worked really hard together to create is the bridge, right? We're the bridge over top of that hybrid model. that's bridging self-publishing and traditional publishing together to, to give the best of all worlds, right? So we have a very strong editorial process. We have a very strong evaluation process. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that looks like from from your standpoint as the editor? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I it's funny that you mentioned it because we've both been, we've both seen different sides of publishing in our journey together. And we've seen the hybrid model. We've seen the self-publishing. We've now cultivated this blended model. And truly, you know, the blended model that we have at YGT Mama, I've not seen another house or another press have something like that not quite because what we do you know from an editorial standpoint yes a client would come to you as the founder or the publisher get on a call with you maybe chat about whether or not it is the right fit what their goals are what the message of the book is but from an editorial standpoint what happens is once you get off the call with Sabrina I then go in and I go and do a full manuscript evaluation and technically and in traditional manus in traditional publishing a manuscript evaluation is just an evaluation of like 25 pages of your manuscript so it could be like three pages from the front three pages from the middle three pages from the back like the end of your book but what I do is I take it I take it one step further I actually read your whole manuscript cover to cover analyze it a little bit more in depth as a reader, not as an editor. I just want to read and soak it up. So it could take about a week to two from our first call. And then I go and give you pointers on what needs work. And I'll specifically point out certain paragraphs, certain chapters, what what you could enhance, what the reader would like to see more of. Are there any themes that are present? Does that relate to what we're going through right now as, as a society, whether it's North American or global, right? And maybe some marketing strategies in there, maybe some launch strategies in there. So in essence, whether or not you do decide to publish with YGT Mama, you still walk away with something incredibly tangible that you could take away with you and work on. And then maybe if, you know, if the time is not right right now, you could come back at a later time. And if it's an aligned fit, we run with it together. But we do not take anything that's not an aligned fit for our publishing house and anything that doesn't go with our values. So I think I'm I'm incredibly proud of that exactly. process because we make we go through we go through every manuscript that we get together as a team as well. So it's not just my eyes, it's your eyes. You know, from an art standpoint, from a creative standpoint, we have our art director Doris who might chime in and say, hey, like here's a cover idea for this. Christine, our technical magician, I literally think she waves a magic Mm -hmm. wand. (laughs) You know, we have her perspective. Like we have a very well-rounded, robust team of professionals who are seasoned with what they do. And I think that distinguishes us a lot. So we may be a young publishing house, but we're not by any means novices at what we do. We're very, very seasoned. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And you know, it, it's nice hearing other people say it because I know my vision, but I often yeah. feel like I'm in my head about my vision and, and what's out there. 
but really that's what I want to be for people is the bridge. I want to bridge the gap. I want to, you know, some of the testimonials I've been getting from people, you know, the words about our team are disarming, you know, easy, joyful, you know, almost easy to a fault, like no trauma involved. Like these are the kind of comments they get. And that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to create a safe space for, you know, mission-driven humans to birth their brain babies. That's, that's my tagline. And that's what we're doing, right? We're creating this safe container where, you know, it takes all the heavy lifting off of the author. They can stay in their zone of genius. And we have a very seasoned lineup of professionals on our team that do the heavy lifting in their zone of genius. So everyone's doing work that they love, work that they're passionate about, and it creates a really powerful result. And I'm super proud of that too. So I absolutely love our team and what we've created and what we're building and what we've built. And I can't wait to do more. So I wanted to, you know, shameless plug, call it what you will. Like, I want to talk a little bit about the author generator society, which is the program um, that we're launching right now. It starts March 1st. You know, this program, I remember when I got the download and I messaged you immediately when I get what I call downloads, when these (laughs) crazy ideas pop into my brain. And, you know, obviously through like some of your ideas, some of, you know, my coaches stepped in and other people, but we developed this program to solve a problem. And the problem is that so many people have this call to write and they feel like it's not possible for them. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about some of those blocks because we work through each and every one of these blocks individually in this program. But I also wanted to talk about the importance of accountability and mentorship in like throughout the writing process. So some of the blocks, I mean, we've all been there, right? I don't have time. I don't have mental bandwidth or, you know, capacity to take anything else onto my plate. I don't think my writing is good. My writing stinks. What are some other ones? Or who's going to read my story? Who's going to read my story? Exactly. What if I fail? What if I succeed and I'm exposed? What, you know, so many of these blocks and what we came to the conclusion of is that all three of these or all of these blocks can get put into sort of three buckets, three limiting beliefs. And those are the things that we're going to really work on in the first month of the program. It's a six month program. You know, it's an accountability container for emerging authors. It's okay. If you're writing your second book, it's okay. If you're writing your 15th book, it's okay. If you're writing your first book and you haven't started yet, this program is literally for everyone. So all of those blocks, like, I don't know where to start. And I'm really focused on this right now. And I have too much on my plate and I don't have time. And who am I to write a book? And my writing stinks. And Sound familiar? (laughs) So these three buckets they can put into. So number one is my writing is not a priority. That's a choice. You know, you said something to me so long ago and it stuck. And I always quote you on this. You know, your muse will only show up for you if you show up for her. And that just like hit me like a ton of bricks in the face. I was like, oh, it's not good. Inspiration is not going to just drop into my lap. I I can't wait around for it to happen. So I need to start writing now. Like, I just need to show up for it and then it will show up for me. The more I commit to, the more it will show up. So if you're not making your writing a priority right now, that's the first thing that needs to change. So when you say you don't have time, yeah, you do. 
Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you if, do. If you have you time have to, to make... scroll social media mm -hmm. endlessly, if you have time to, I don't know, watch a gazillion reels or TikToks and share those, you have time to write a, what is it, 300 word, which is what, 2200 characters? <laughs> 300 exactly. yeah so around 300 words a lot too right it's right? like it's instagram a lots for 2200 characters which equates to about 365 words if you commit to writing 365 words a day for 164 days so like three like less than six months for sure like five months in a bit you will have a 60,000 word manuscript which is above average size wise in less than six months like 365 words a day. If you're posting every day on Instagram, if you're an influencer or, you know, if you're a, an entrepreneur and you're using Instagram for your business or whatever that is, like recycle that content, repurpose that content, right? And you can talk to this even more so in a minute because I know that's exactly what you do, but commit to it. Make your writing a priority. The second block that, or bucket that I noticed is my space does not promote creativity. Yeah. So, if you're not feeling inspired, it's likely not because you have writer's block or you're distracted. It's that the space that you're in doesn't promote creativity. And that's not just physical space. That could be energetic space. That can be, you know, head space. Like maybe there's too much stuff upstairs, right? So having a space, like the same place every day that you go to write, that's away from distraction, that makes you feel inspired. And we talk about ways to create this within the program. Like we actually have a Full, like 10 pages in our guide on how to, <laughs> how to create a space that promotes creativity. And this guide is coming from, you know, yourself, from our best-selling authors, from yeah. myself. So it is a trusted resource that you're going to want to get your hands on. I'm going to say what the third one is, and then I'm going to let you talk about, you know, recycling content and using, you know, things that you already have and how to repurpose things. I think that's super yeah. important too. So the third bucket is that there is a crack in your self-belief. So a lot of these comments, if you think about it, like, oh, my writing isn't good enough. And who am I to write a book? And who wants to hear my story? And I don't know what to write about. All of those are cracks in your self-belief, which means you probably have a little bit of personal development work to do. It's not about the writing. It's about how you're feeling about yourself. So we also work on that a lot in the program in, in the Author Generator Society, because like any business, like any brand, like any single thing that we do, parenting, relationships, whatever it is, you have to have a solid mindset. It's like 80% mindset, 20% the other stuff. <laughs> so we work a lot on mindset, which I don't think is being done in the industry anywhere, right? It's like, you have to have a good mindset to write a book. Oh yeah. It's part I of think the, the foundational work, right? I think, you know, even as you write your book, it doesn't matter if you have an idea that you want to put onto paper or if you already have something on paper that you want to refine. I think in their author journey, and, you know, I see this with a lot of our co-authors, even with our solo authors, you are not the same person <laughs> by the end of your author journey that you were when you first started it, you know? And what I mean by that is each time you write, each time you create, right, to go back to the muse, energetically, you are unearthing a different part of yourself. You are becoming more transparent. You are evolving. You are, in essence, you are reflecting on so many things that come up for you as 
a human, right? Writing is cathartic. I know when I always send Sabrina my first draft, I'm always telling her, I'm like, I'm just releasing a lot of this. And it felt so cathartic. And then I go back to the drawing board and I then start refining and shaping it, right? But that's what it is. And that's probably why a lot of our, our authors feel disarmed and they feel like this is a safe space because too often in the industry, it's all about the end result and it's never about the process. And I'm very process driven. You know, you'll hear this a lot of times in online business and everywhere. It's all about the results, hustle, hustle, hustle. The results are what matter. Results are what show. Yes, I get it. There's a time and place for that. But what use are the results if the energy and the intention behind those results was not aligned or whole to begin with? And this is where the mindset comes into place. This is where the self-belief comes into place. And if you don't have people in your immediate circle or environment to kind of boost that self-belief, I'm not saying people need to cheer you on every single day. You got to have intrinsic motivation. It helps to be in a group or in a safe container where you know that there's other people on the exact same journey as you holding space for one another. You have mentors, people that have gone before you that have done it already that will help you collapse those timelines and those steps, right? I would rather be taking advice and coaching and guidance from someone that has gone before me and is where I want to be versus taking advice from, I don't know, a friend that we no longer, we're no longer on the same page, right? doesn't make them bad. Right. It's just you grow differently. Right. Not everyone wants to be an author. And to the listeners listening, you're going to notice that just because you want to write a book or just because you want to have a podcast. If you look in your actual life, you're probably the only one. (laughs) Meanwhile, Sabrina and I, like, I feel like everyone has a book. Everyone has a podcast. Everyone has a course. But that's because we're in this bubble. Right. So, yeah, I think it's important. I call it the the car shopping um, theory. Right. Like when you're shopping for a car and you're like, oh, I really like the you know, insert your dream car. And then all of a sudden, like the next day you're driving around and every single person is driving that car. Yeah. It's not because every single person has all of a sudden gone out and purchased your car of choice. It's that you're paying attention to it. Yeah. You're noticing it. So you'll notice that in, in all business, in all things that you are passionate about, you'll start to see that bubble up. And it's not that the market is saturated or, you know, that everybody's doing it. It's, it's that, it's that you, you're focusing on it more. And yeah, what you're you tuning on, into that. Yep. It can. Hell yeah. Tell us a little bit about repurposing first and then we'll Absolutely. jump back to that. And actually, you know what, it, it, the repurposing also goes hand in hand with accountability and I'll, and I'll tie that together in just a minute. So with repurposing your content, right, for anyone that feels like, oh my God, I got to open up my computer. Or if you're a little bit old school like me, I got to open up this journal or this notebook and pour something on there every single day. Take the pressure off. Think about how much time you spend on social media. Literally, and you don't have to post on social media if you don't want to, but just keep that frame of mind and just tell yourself, all I need is enough for one post. 300 words, literally 300 words is all you need, if I'm not mistaken. Imagine doing that every day. Eventually, it's going to feel like this practice that you look forward to. It's like, oh, I get to actually empty my brain or see what's coming up for me, right? Do that. And then also, if you have content that you've already created, posts that you've already created, go back on your Facebook, go back on your Instagram, all of these places, look at your older posts. 
that's content that you can put in your manuscript. Maybe not all of it, maybe all of it. You don't know. Take that, copy paste it onto a Word doc. Okay, create a separate sheet for everything or on an Excel sheet. That is literally content that you can repurpose. You can repurpose that into your emails, into your blog posts. You can even repost the same thing. Take the guesswork out. I'm a fan of keeping everything so simple because it simplified my whole life. Otherwise, I would be scrambling before for like three years. I would wonder, how do these people create content every day? Like, oh my God, they're posting five times a day. How can I do that? I can't do that. Take the pressure off. Even with your writing, take the pressure off, right? Because those are your life lessons. So put them in a manuscript. That's it. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that because I'm seeing that within my myself right now. Like I'm doing a lot of that. I found my old blogs from a long time ago and they're relevant, even though yeah. it was like five years ago, right? Some of it's still relevant and it's, it's giving me an opportunity to reconnect with some of my old work and, you know, repurpose it for different things. Cause the lessons are still the same, right? Yeah. The story is still the same. It's just the writing that changes ever so slightly and, and the dates and the timelines on it. So I love that. But yeah, what, what we were talking about before the accountability piece. So really when we invented the author generator society, it was kind of based off of the masterminds. So YGT mama is known for the original mastermind was called the boss mama mastermind. And then it evolved and it changed and it evolved some more like everything does in life. But really these masterminds were so powerful Yes, the coaching was great. The guest coaches were incredible. You know, the container itself was amazing because it was intimate and small and everyone connected and became friends. But the piece that was so powerful was the accountability. It was the ability to sort of like get feedback on what you were launching, on what you were dropping, you know, and that feedback is so valuable when it's coming from your peers because it's like having a built-in focus group. Yep. Having, you know, 20, 30, 40 people that are all in that same bubble that are all buying the same car, right? They, they know what to look for. They know what inspires them. It's, this, it's like having a focus group in your back pocket, which is incredibly valuable. So that's what the premise of the Author Generator Society is. It's getting feedback on your work from professionals like yourself and also getting feedback, accountability, and help and support and guidance from your peers that are in the same position as you doing the same thing on the same process right Absolutely. and it could be a completely different topic they're writing about but yeah yeah I love it so excited. I, I love the accountability part because here's the thing right you can have you're allowed to have an off day heck you're allowed to have an off week or off month um you know there's a lot of us that deal with different challenges, be it health, mental health, emotional, like it doesn't matter what it is. You know, I always, yes, we all have the same 24 hours in a day, but sometimes those same 24 hours can look very different for people with chronic illness or mental health stuff. Or if you're like me, Sabrina knows a good chunk of the week, I'm pretty much debilitated with my own migraines, but it helps because for me, she's my accountability partner. Like, hey, like, what's going on? Have you gotten gotten your piece to me yet? Or where can I hold space for you? And imagine having not just your guest coaches doing that for you and not Sabrina doing that for you, but imagine having 30, 40 other women in the same boat doing that for you. That I think is so powerful because especially now in an age where 
at least for the current moment where we are unable to get together in person, unable to go to a writing retreat for like a week or two, a cabin in the woods somewhere. Think of this as your digital cabin, literally, right? Like you can message one another, you can have conversations. Perhaps there's a method that someone else is using to write and get their words on paper that might work for you, right? You know, we can give you the tools, but maybe there's something else that's working. So I love the accountability part. It's such an important piece that I don't think anyone is talking about in the industry. So I'm super excited. So if you want to go check it out, it's www.ygtmama.com backslash author dash generator dash society. And I think you should go check it out. Spaces are limited. It's going to be incredible. And essentially what we're doing is if you are willing to follow those steps, follow the tools, use the resources, listen to the coaching and guidance and support from our team and from all of your peers within this group, we are guaranteeing that you will finish your manuscript in six months. Again, the guarantees are dependent on the efforts and work involved by the party participating. But if you follow it, it'll happen for you too. So go check it out. Tanya, thank you for being here today. If our listeners want to check you out or track you down, don't <laughs> steal our people. <laughs> but where can they find you? Um, you can find me at The Holistic Warrior Life Co. That's the one that I'm most active on. And that's on Instagram. I'm on Instagram a lot more, to be honest. So come say hi, come chat. I love chatting all things storytelling, writing all of these things. So come say hi. And we'll we'll link you up in the show notes too. So if anyone wants to check out what Tanya's got going on, just go check out the show notes for this episode and please go check out the author generator society. You're not going to regret it. It's going to be epic. It's going to change lives. (laughs) Thank you. For sure. Well, thanks for being here again. And thank you all for tuning in. We will be in your ear next week.